0: I'm Andrea Salenzi, and this is Why I didn't forget you. Tonight's show, what happens when you and a friend realize you've gone on Tinder dates with the same people, but had very different impressions.
1: Uh, there's booze flowing, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to invite this girl from Tinder.
2: I don't really remember anything super memorable about it, other than he was just
3: trying to hold my hand a lot
4: maybe i can cancel this and just go home and read a book or something
3: uh, we got in his car it was full of cans <laughs> it was full of cans like soda cans and cigarettes they like fell out of the door when i opened the door i just shoveled them from the passenger side into the into the back seat like the the cloud shoveler on
0: the care bears
3: but it was like cans and cigarettes you know
0: before we get started, I need to let you know, the WFMU Fundraising Marathon is here again. Every show at the station is given a goal to meet, and together we raise over 1.2 million dollars for WFMU. We do it once a year, we do it in two weeks, and it's kind of amazing that so much support comes out for this tiny community radio station. Uh, it's a rare place in a lot of ways. It's a place where DJs can do as they please, they can be themselves. And uh, the way it stays afloat is that listeners do their part. They give what they can every year. And uh, we thank you so much for that. Uh, YY has our own goal. And I'll be pitching you one last time this Wednesday, March 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. There will be special guests. You can listen along live at WFMU.org. And thank you so much. Got an email a few months ago from two girls in Chicago with a story I found interesting. My friend Sergey will read.
1: Dear Andrea, we, my friend Jen and I, have a story about type, in scare quotes, of course, that you might be interested in including for YOY. Jen and I haven't actually known one another that long. We met when I started my new job because she's my office mate. We have the same hair, similar fashion sense, and overall look. But we have similar interests and senses of humor and ways of supporting one another. It turns out we also have a similar dating history that we've discovered over the last few months of almost constant contact hanging out and tindering at work. We've uncovered three guys that we've both been on dates with around the same time. When we talk about it, the guys are actually sort of the control subject.
0: Since the girls worked together in an office in Chicago, I sent YY superfan Maya to go meet them, interview them. Well, let's get into the like, differences between <laughs> yeah. Tinder and OkCupid. She's really into the show and listens like all the time. I haven't been listening as much recently. Okay, she's kind of a fan, but she did a really great interview, and she was the perfect person for this conversation. She's been making up her mind about living in Chicago, while these girls have mastered a trick to their social lives.
2: This makes me feel (laughs) so much better about living here. I'm from Oakland, so I always have, like, really mixed feelings about living in Chicago and, like, wanting to flee back to the West Coast. Yeah.
0: What Jen and Abby have done is they've used OkCupid and Tinder to go on a lot of dates, and over time, acquired a weird harem of dudes. A majority of my friends are guys who I've gone on some dates with.
1: Which, as an editorial note, sounds really ill-advised.
3: Let me describe them both. Abby is 31. There's one guy that. who messaged my friend, and he just said, what's up, hot dog?
0: <laughs> her friends describe her as the love child of Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice, the mom from Bobby's World, and Maria Bamford. She's a Midwestern mom riot girl and the first to make a smart-ass comment in a dark room full of women. And her friend is Jen, who's 27 and wears glasses. I had one. <laughs> I had <have> one that... <laughs> from this guy who said, guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. I'm just like, that's not even true. Jen says she sounds more sniffly than Abby because when she was 15, she got headbutted in the face at a Mighty Mighty Boss Tones concert. She's pretty sure it's made her permanently sniffly. Girl voices are apparently tricky on the radio because we haven't been socialized to listen to women. So I'll use these audio cues to help you tell them apart. Here's Abby. What's up, hot dog? And Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. Abby. What's up, hot dog? Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. And back in Brooklyn, I'm sitting at a table with Sergey.
1: I could go on about Tinder forever, and I possibly might.
0: And Mike, who doesn't want to be doing this.
4: It's like some sort of old, really long German word for what I'm feeling.
0: (laughs) We'll get to them in a bit. First, Abby and Jen. They work together. Like, you also, laugh at
3: the way I eat
2: crackers. <laughs> because, you, because you turn around and you stare at me while you eat them.
0: <laughs> After a few months of friendship, they eventually found out they dated the same guys. Three times. Sergey and Mike did this too. And discovered through text that they'd Tinder dated the same girls. Twice. Why is this interesting? The math isn't that shocking. These are just late 20s, early 30s professionals living in cities with similar interests. What I find interesting is comparing these different impressions of total strangers at the end of the date. When all you have is a first impression, how accurate is it really? I've so many times walked away from a date and wondered, what if I'd worn a different outfit or didn't say that stupid thing? If we'd just like gone to a different bar or gone out on a different day of the week, would this suddenly be a relationship? And these overlapping dates give us a control. A friend who wore a shorter skirt or went to the museum instead of an outdoor film. And now we know which elements of the date are consistent observations and which might just reflect our insecurities and biases. Also, as we work through the stories, I just love comparing how the guys remember their dates versus the girls. Okay, less of me now. Let's start with Abby. What's up, hot dog? And the guy we're calling Guy B. I met B. I actually met him through
3: my friend who is a fought, a friend of Tom from the Best Show. And this person B also really likes the Best Show. So he was at this Best Show New Year's party. <laughs> um, and like I had been online dating and I'm sure he was like on my matches or something, but we'd never taught. But um, I sort of recognized him, and I think we started talking on OKCupid shortly after that party. And we went on a date. We went to a record store and looked at records. And we went to McDonald's. <laughs> and made, made a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> and then we went to this party in Humboldt Park, uh, a queer librarian's party. And there was, like, a music show and lots of, like, leather dudes. And so it was pretty fun. Um, yeah. I don't know.
0: So that it just seemed like that him. was our
3: first date. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was fun. It was, like, overly sexy. But <laughs> we just sort of danced and ignored the nudity, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or we're fine
2: with it. <laughs> Did you go on more dates with him?
3: I didn't go on a date with him after that. Um, I made it clear that like I wasn't really romantically interested, but we have hung out, like had some beers, and one time we wrote like oh I don't know if I want this to be in the podcast, but we wrote <laughs> we got together and we wrote McDonald's themed fan fiction erotica, <laughs> and it was all about the Hamburglar <laughs> and Grimace. <laughs> And I think Birdie got thrown in there somehow, and, like, some Fry Girls, but, uh, fry we spent, like, an entire evening writing, like, these erotic fan fiction stories about McDonald's characters, um, I love is, that. It's pretty hilarious, yeah. yeah, so that's, like, the kind of guy he is, and the kind of stuff that, and, like, he still texts me, like, really weird, profiles he comes across on Tinder. So I really, yeah, I enjoy him quite a bit.
0: Now Jen.
3: Guys don't make passes at Girls With
2: Glasses. And Guy B. He was one of my first uh, OkCupid okay dates, and we had been texting a lot before the date. Um, and I think that was the first time that I was like just talking a lot with someone before a date, the texting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of being really flirtatious, and I was like, I don't know you yet, <laughs> you know? But I was just sort of playing along. And Did somebody, you like anything about him in particular um, from his profile? Yeah, I mean, like like Abby said, he's he, you know, he's into cool things and he's an interesting and funny person. I just I didn't feel any sort of romantic connection with him. So we went to I think we met at the Macy's food court uh, from Terra Fresco, <laughs> which is actually really good. It's yeah, I almost ba- went there today. Yeah, it's Rick Bayless's. Um, one of Rick Bayless's places. But we were both kind of being awkward. I just, I didn't really feel comfortable, I guess. I don't know. We were both just awkward and weird, and he was, um, yeah. It was apparently his first Okie Cupid date, which I didn't know until recently. And we actually saw we, we saw Rick Bayless tasting the soup at Frontera Fresco, which was funny. Did he have neat. a
0: spoon?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. remember him coming to America? <laughs> and He's like, taste the soup. <laughs> Where's the spoon? Aha! <laughs> Yeah, but,
2: yeah, he did a spoon.
3: (laughs) Um, uh
2: um, You guys just laughed the same. (laughs) 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 uh same. (laughs) We've
3: been laughing all day. Yeah, every day, all
2: day. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that was cool, and then um, we went to the shed Aquarium, and he was, the whole, we saw the Dolphins show, and, like, the whole time, he was, like, trying to put his arm around me and, like, hold my hand, and I wasn't really feeling it, and so I was just sort of, like, I was trying to be nice, but I was just like, man, you know, if this is first date stuff. If if I'm not giving you signals, maybe tone it down a little bit, but, yeah, so it was kind of just an awkward time at the shed. Um, I don't really remember anything super memorable about it other than he was just trying to hold my hand a lot, and then... Do you when, not
3: want to hold hands on the first date? It's, if
2: I like the dude, then sure. But I don't. I wasn't. I wasn't into it, and I was just like, I don't. I
3: like feel I like I never want to. I think I like know. I. Just, I have like a definite like first date. Like I just want to want to like know you. Yeah. You know, I always feel surprised by people who like just grab your hand. I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> are I'm you I'm gonna p- drag me into <laughs> an alley now? <laughs> My first date with with, with the chef.
2: And, you know, a couple of months ago, he did that, and I was just, like, all about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but, some people have moves. Yeah, he had You know, moves. you gotta have moves, um, I guess. I was not feeling
2: moves from B, though. And then I felt so bad, because he had he paid for admission to the aquarium, which is kind of expensive. He paid for both of us, and and I was trying to give him money, and he was like, no, you'll get it next time, and I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's not (laughs) a move. I I know, but I just, I know, but it was just... I don't like that move. It was weird. you're like, there won't be an XM.
3: I mean, I didn't say or just that. Like, <laughs> or just like anything to do with the money. Like I think on a first date, like splitting is a good idea.
2: Too. Or, I don't know, like you can buy... I mean, I don't ever expect to be paid for... If you buy me a drink, that's it's nice, but I'm never expecting it. And I was certainly not expecting him to pay for the aquarium admission, which is a lot of money, and I don't know. Um, and then um, we took the bus, and I had to hop on the red line and i just and the windows were foggy so i was trying to figure out where i was getting off the bus and i left really abruptly and i didn't even I didn't even like give him a hug or anything i was like okay bye i got to get off the bus now <laughs> and so um, i just i felt weird about my exit and i don't know and then i don't remember if he contacted me afterwards but if he did i wasn't very responsive so yeah
0: oh and b is available chicago girls He's
3: available.
2: <laughs> yeah, B is very available. He's
0: available. He's a good dresser. He is funny, and he's a good-looking guy. Email me using the contact form of my website if you want me to send that info. Now back to Brooklyn. Sergey and Mike explain the story of the time they dated the same girl. What was your first impression of her when you got there?
1: Uh, she, she seemed nice, just just kind of a regular... White lady, yeah, she was cute uh, as I recall, and this might be completely incorrect um I'm, like her profile didn't have like a lot of body pictures and I, and I was, and, of, and of course, the inevitable question is, is she gonna be fat, which there's nothing wrong with being kind of dumb and superficial uh that that does uh occur to me and and so she was not, which was great, so like every, I guess, I don't...
0: yeah, every time a girl walks into a room for an online date. They know that a guy is saying woo she's not fat or oh she is fat." <laughs> like they we know but, that that's your first thought and the, now you guys are just confirming that
4: don't you think that's true for women too i mean to a certain degree I... like maybe not like literally as tied to like weight as it might be for for men but some sort of first impression like oh thank god he's not x y or z no. yeah,
0: yeah that's true like yeah he smells okay he's wearing clothes
4: Yours are probably just more well considered and less sort of
0: <laughs>
1: superficially bad. <laughs> right, and and I'm not really like that picky when it comes to to body type or anything. I, I wonder if it's if if it's just a uh, more of a question of like like is this person like who they make themselves out to be or like you know, do do they have some sort of hang up? So where'd you go? So I think we went to a Bush and Shank, which is the odd combination of a pizzeria and German beer hall, I guess that's kind of like an Axis Powers themed restaurant. Uh, yeah, it was nice. I I had happened to be at a bar before that, so I think I, I showed up like already slightly buzzed at least. But I think I acquitted myself well. Yeah, yeah I hadn't been on a date in like
4: date date in like a couple of years. I just forgot how many idiotic questions you have to answer on a date like that, um, such as, you know, do you have any siblings? Like, yes, I have a sibling.
0: <laughs> what would you prefer to have happened?
4: I guess I would prefer to have not just gone on the date. I think I was just going, even though I didn't really want to. I had no specific reason. I wasn't going on it like I know that I'm going to hook up with her tonight, and that's I wasn't really expecting that. And so, as I was walking there, I was like, maybe, I, like, maybe I can cancel this and just go home and just read a book or something. And I got there, and it's fine. It's like she was very nice. Um, I feel like I remember her having some sort of, not weird. I guess it's people have whatever views they want, but some like, she, I think she worked at a school or something, and really was not a fan of like the unionized workers at her school. Um, and I just didn't know what to say to that, <laughs> so I just didn't say anything. And I was like, yeah, no, totally. Like, God, unions really get in the way of, you know
1: things I, I actually remember very little of this day ex- except for one thing which is that somehow the the, the question of, of I think our respective ethnic and religious backgrounds came up and she was I believe half Italian half Jewish mm-hmm. so like Catholic and Jewish uh the the term that I'd heard for that before is cashew because you know the obvious portmanteau but but she taught me new what? one What? yeah like it's a portmanteau of Catholic and Jewish I guess
0: no uh in my workplace we call it a pizza bagel
1: yes that that is the term that she that <laughs> she in fact taught me which i did not know before so that's all i remember of the actual date part of it
4: i mean but you went home did you go with home with her yeah 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 i didn't
1: i remember like walking to like
4: her block and then sort of being like hey so what are you doing no, she was like so um what's up and I was like i'm gonna go home <laughs> and then i went home but because she
0: did you her. kiss her I didn't. no. So you went home with her.
1: Yeah. And that that was fine. Just like made out, went to sleep, and had a slightly awkward subway ride in the morning. We actually worked in the same neighborhood, so. Oh, it was a it weeknight. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see her again after that? No. No, I th- I think there were like a couple of half-hearted text messages, and that was it. Unless she was speaking literally, because I did run into her on the train once. <laughs> and, that, and that was awkward I, th- I think not the first or last time that's happened but um and the awkwardness of that encounter was what's the word uh, diffused by the fact that like 30 seconds into the exchange of pleasantries somebody fainted like five feet away and <laughs> and that, that kind of ended that, that conversation so um so that worked out pretty well
0: at what point did you piece together that it had been the same girl? And what do you think it means that it was the same girl?
1: I think that we had, the,
4: later that weekend after I went on a date with her, I think it was like, hey, I finally went on a date with somebody from Tinder. And then you said, whoa, well, what was she like? I was like, oh, she's fine. I think she does X job at X place. And you were like, whoa, whoa, where did you, where did you see her? And I was like, uh, in Carol Gardens. We were like, wait, was she, I don't know, Was she, did she have brown hair? Was she kind of short and slightly chubby yeah, or something? Her name John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, and then I think I sent you a photo of her. And then we both yeah. we've probably sent a lot of emojis.
0: All right, let's get back to Abby and Jen. First up, Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. And her date with Guy C, who we will soon learn was in a full-on relationship with her friend Abby.
2: So yeah, so I noticed that Abby was friends with C. We were at work when we discovered this, and I was like, Oh, yeah, weird. I went on a couple of dates with C, and everybody was like, Oh, I dated him for
3: five months. I turned around in my office chair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That is my ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't actually meet C on
2: online dating. I met him at a bar, which is weird and crazy because that never happens anymore. He was there with his friend and I was there with my friend and they had some weird thing and so I ended up just talking to C for a while. I don't know, but it was just like some, someone to talk to while I was at the bar, I guess. Um, and then we leave the bar and he asked for my number and I was like, sure, He's, he seems nice. I'll give him my number. And then he kind of just, he kind of like stuck around too long because I was like parting ways with my friends. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get on my bike now and go home. And I have to say bye to my friends. <laughs> and he's just kind of standing there. Um, when was this? Um, when was this? 2013? In the summertime? In the summer
3: of 2013. That was, like, right after August. he and I broke up. It was
2: August 2013.
3: Hmm. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. You went out with him, like, right after he and I broke up. Yeah. We broke up in, like... June or? Yeah, I had
2: to have in June. Met him in August. And I was also, so we, we texted a lot, and he's also like a very overeager texter. <laughs> 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 he uses a lot of exclamation points. He's always really excited. And he was nice. I went he has on, good energy like that. Yeah. We went on like three dates. They were like pretty nice dates. Excuse me. But um, I just wasn't feeling any sort of romantic connection there either. Can um, you make out with him? Maybe like once, but I didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) It wasn't really making out, it was just sort of like a kiss goodbye. (laughs) Um, We didn't go out a lot. We went on a handful of dates over the span of maybe a month or two. I was also really busy during that time, but he was just very persistent and texting me all the time. I ride bikes too, so we like we had a nice bike ride to the beach one time, and um, I forget what else we did. We went to Fat Rice for dinner, and it's kind of an expensive place; it's not cheap. And I was going to New York to visit some friends that weekend, and so he wanted to go there, and I'd never been. And I was like, that sounds fine, and I wasn't sure who was paying for dinner. And this was maybe this was maybe like a second or third date, I don't remember, really, but he was like ordering appetizers and like a $30 carafe of wine and I'm fine with like a $5 beer, you know, I don't really need like, like expensive things. (laughs) And he was just like ordering all this food and we get the bill, it's like $150 or something. And then he's like, you want to split it? And, of course, I'm not expecting him to drop $150 on a girl that he just met to go on a date. But I was kind of mad because I was just sort of like, well, I wish I would have known we were splitting it because then I would have not let you order a $30 craft of wine and all this other stuff. So, And also, I was like about to go out of town, and I wasn't expecting to spend that much money on dinner before I went out of town. I was just sort of a little cranky about it. And I also like wasn't... I wasn't really like feeling a connection, so I was just like, oh, I just had to dr- spend all this money on dinner with a guy that I like wasn't really romantically interested in. And then when I was in New York, he was riding his bike to Milwaukee, which is pretty cool. That's like a long way to ride a bike. <laughs> he was texting me nonstop the whole time, but he was by himself. I mean, I can understand why, because I guess because he liked me at the time, and you know, like you're just in conversation with the person that you like at the time, but. I was visiting my friends and I was kind of running around New York and I was like, I don't have, I don't want to respond to all you, and he would just send like text message after text message over and over again with all these exclamation points and I'm just like cool
3: you know I just wouldn't I was busy so did he send you like pictures of cute animals and just like observations <laughs> and like every um, thought going through his head yeah
2: he's in I'm not <laughs> animals so much but just like pictures of his trip and mm. every thought going through his head and I was like I'm hanging out with my friends that I haven't seen in a long time I'll talk to you later you know um. He would
3: do that to me at work <laughs> about like how mad he was at his coworkers, <laughs> and I think I remember saying to him that maybe he just needed to write it all down and like <laughs> say it to me at like one time during the day because he would do it all day yeah. and it, it started to get to me a lot. Yeah, You
2: also nodded your head when you were talking about the bill being good. oh
3: yeah <laughs> he he really does like to eat mm. well and he has friends in the food industry and so we would eat at nice restaurants and the thing is is I was in grad school at the time and so we didn't have a ton of money and he he has like a good job and steady income and we went to Fat Rice and, uh, <laughs> like, I went to Fat Rice for the first t- like, it was his first time there. I his remember. first time? Yeah. Really? We, we went to Fat Rice when it first started.
0: <laughs> and he loves that place. <laughs> now, Abby. What's up, hot dog? And her guy sees story.
3: He and I met on OKCupid okay because I was, like, on the rebound from, like, a year-long thing that didn't turn out very well. I just wanted somebody to be like really into me and to be really immediate and that was C. Like we went on one date, we went to um, Rootstock, we had a really nice time. Like we talked about a lot and I remember he rode his bike through the snow (laughs) because we went out in like January or something. He rode his bike through the snow which I thought was like kind of silly (laughs) but I guess there are a lot of people in Chicago who do that. But so we just sort of like immediately ended up dating, which was like what he wanted exactly. Like he hasn't changed his game plan, obviously. (laughs) So he like texted me a lot, was just sort of like omnipresent, you know, in whatever way he could be, except Facebook because I wasn't on Facebook. I don't think I've ever felt so liked in my life. Like this guy (laughs) really likes me. And again, like he had all of the accoutrement of like somebody to date. Like he loves cooking. He knows a lot of really great restaurants. He has like really good taste in music. He is a snappy dresser. He is just sort of like progressive and is into art. And he also has like a really nice vulnerable side where he isn't okay with some things in his life or he has had struggles before. I really like somebody who can speak openly about those things and can draw from those experiences um, and talk about it. And so I was really, really interested in him at first. Yeah. Did he just cut it off suddenly? We also don't have to talk about that. Oh, you, you know, no. Um, <laughs> I didn't celebrate his birthday enough. <laughs> that was his <a> dumb <laughs> <I> reason. <laughs> 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 that was
2: cool. Um, that was his reason
3: yeah he had left town and I don't know a day or two before he had left town we had been to this birthday party and it was like sort of a disaster like we were really late to the birthday party and like neither of us really wanted to go but um, and he had been on a long bike ride and I kept telling him he didn't have to but he was like yes I will do it and then we were late and then like we had I was just like really mad about it. Um, And I think we were also just sort of like frustrated in our relationship because grad school had made me really busy and I think like overall we just were not working out. Like We were just on different wavelengths emotionally like we just needed different things um, and what he needed I could not give. And so we were in this, you know, like frustrated point. And so, like I remember waking up at like 6 a.m. or whatever it was that I had to, whenever it was that I had to get up. And he talked to me and he was like, "Do you think this is working out?" And I was like, "Oh, I think that we have a lot to work on for sure." And he goes, "Well, I don't think it's working out. <laughs> you know, like nicely. It's 6 a.m. Lee." And so. Uh, I was kind of like okay well I gotta go to work and so I went to work and I felt crappy and he went out of town and we didn't really talk much and then I came back and I kind of thought like okay well maybe I'll go over and we'll talk about it and you know because I was like kind of willing to be like I think these are our problems and they're just like communication problems and the way we sort of like we need to sort of get on the same page as far as what we need to go forward because it's been five months. And he didn't want to be together anymore, and I could understand that. He was like, it's because of my birthday. And I was sort of like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you went to your friend's graduation party, and it was the weekend of my birthday, and I remember that he didn't like my gift. Which was a pretty thoughtful gift. (laughs) It was okay. I mean, I felt kind of weird giving him a gift because he said no clothes. So I couldn't he give had him gifts, like he had sweet gift socks speci- or anything specifications. He did had, he had very specific gift specifications. He also kind of had expensive tastes and I mean, I felt like it was kind of early like it was about 4 months in and so I got him like kind of just jokey things like between us. So I got him like at his house they have this huge record collection that's just sort of silly but also like awesome. And so I got him a Dolly Parton record that they didn't have that would have fit right in with the record collection, and some sriracha popcorn because he tried to make sriracha popcorn once, like it was really gross. <laughs>
2: Did so it get gloopy?
3: I, yeah, it was it was nasty. <laughs> so I got him like some commercial sriracha. I got him a bunch of it, and he didn't like it. And I got him like some buttons with crude sayings on them that I thought were really funny, and you know everything kind of had a story, but you know it wasn't like a fancy like cohesive gift and I I went to his birthday party that he shared with a friend and then I gave him his gift like the day after because I had forgotten to bring the gift with me so again like I'm spacey grad student and I wasn't like on top of my stuff but um, he really felt like I had really been negligent of his birthday and I said like do you mean that you know I need to be more attentive to you? And um, your needs and your feelings. And he goes, No, it's the birthday. <laughs> I said, A lot of store and birthdays. And I said, Okay. Um, I hoped that that's not what he told his friends, but <laughs> like, that's what he said. So I was kind of like, um, I'm really sorry that I didn't celebrate your birthday. I was really pissed. I also told him he sucked. Uh, <laughs> And I keep burping, so <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um So yeah, that was the end of
0: that. Hey, I'm gonna jump in here and tell you guys more about the WFMU marathon. What's going on this week and last week? There's actually a whole episode where you're just gonna hear me embarrassingly bragging about the show and myself, and then falling into some weird, deep, insecure stuff. Just like I don't know. Listen, it'll be fine. So. If you donate to YOY, I'm going to find a time to thank you live on the radio. Hopefully it'll be this Wednesday the 18th at 7pm with my grandma on the line and a special guest in the studio. And uh, if not, I'll still find a chance on a future show. The marathon officially ends this Sunday, so do it before then so I can meet my goals. Any amount makes a difference and shows the number of new listeners a show like mine can bring into the station. But if you donate at the $75 level, we have a YOY button set for you. Yes, not one but two buttons that just say Grandma Phyllis, a quiz no, quiz yes button, a say yes to the party button, all aboard the SS female button, all little aphorisms to pin your cardigan closed and show your support for the show. I have pictures of them up on the website. And to donate, just visit WFMU.org slash marathon. Or just the homepage should have all the click on the cow or something. It'll work. And be sure to indicate that you're pledging to YOY. Thanks. Now back to Brooklyn. Sergey and Mike explain the story of the next time they dated the same girl.
1: Hey, Mike, what do you got going on this
4: weekend? Not much. Might have a date with a Tinder Poetess t- <laughs> tomorrow, but
1: that's it. You? Uh, and this is, this is, uh, the first part of this is all caps. Um, the second part is not. LOL! I went on a date with a Tinder Poetess! What's her name? Uh, her name, what did I say her name? And she has this color hair. Uh, dude. Fuck.
4: <laughs> How is this even possible? I guess we're in the same demographic. Maybe our, maybe our jokes are similar.
1: Uh, she's like friends with uh, name of a mutual friend and and a few other people, right? Uh, yep, uh, whatever. Is she cool? Okay, kind of annoying. Drinks kind of a lot. Her house smells weird. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Just my
4: type. And then I made some sort of weird long acronym joke that was must, must have been the takeoff on YOLO that I'm not going to even read for you because it's so dumb.
0: so weird this happened again
4: yeah it's a, it's a similar thing i met somebody on tinder and i think this was a much more protracted thing um it wasn't like let's get a drink immediately it was i feel there like was a lot of back and forth she was also a writer and i was more into her i think than the first person like the, I, I think i'd been on a bunch more dates since then and i was less just sort of like i'll just do whatever uh and i was excited i, don't know, I thought it was gonna be fun and, and then i'm we went to this really i forget the name of the bar it was somewhere in williamsburg uh, it's, like, really shitty bar, like, basically under the BQE. And it was really fun, but I don't know. Again, I think something strange happened at the end. I don't really know. but What do you mean? Well, she got really drunk, and I got really drunk. And then I remember walking, uh, and I think I probably could have gone home with her, but what I was like, I don't really feel like it. And then there was just, like... I think I misunderstood what she was saying. I think she was literally asking me if I wanted to, like, come over. And I thought she was saying something else. And I was like, I think I just got to go. And then I went to that shitty diner outside the Metropolitan Lormer stop. Uh, I remember sitting in there, like, eating, being, like, at, like, 2.30 at night, being like, God damn it.
0: (laughs) So if you had heard her clearly inviting you back, you would have been like, yes, please? I think
4: so, yeah. I, I was into it. I don't know. She's kind of a... Jerk, Um, which is good for me. So, (laughs) but yeah. How so? She had very strong opinions about poetry and writing that weren't really like. I know if she would read some of my writing, she would probably hate it, which I thought was funny. And her, actually, hers. She's actually a pretty good writer. But yeah.
0: Um, So, (laughs) wait, what did you order at the diner?
4: Um, I think I. Or I did like a Walter White Breaking Bad. Like I just ordered like a smiley face with bacon, and I like turned it into a frown.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me about your date with mutual friends.
1: Okay, I, th- I think we just like been chatting for, for I think I think less than a day, and which which was like I think a Sunday or Monday. And the next day I was I was supposed to go to this p- publishing industry event, which is. Which is like the super reception in, in Dumbo, which which is notorious for just a lot of free drinks, uh, and they usually have like some, somebody famous hosting. Uh, like that year was Carrie Brownstein. And so Mike, 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 am I correct in in saying that like poets don't really have these things?
4: Yeah, there's no money involved. There's like not that there's any that much money involved in like regular publishing, but there's no publishers willing to front. Like the bill for like drinks and and an event space, really. Um, and there's no po- there's no celebrities that would really show up for like an event celebrating poetry.
1: Yeah, you might get like like Billy Collins if you comp him a hotel room or something. So so I think by it was so it's like kind of a glamorous event. Uh, like, you know the celebrities. There's it's, it's a really nice place. Uh, there's booze flowing. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna invite this girl from Tinder. And she was like, okay, sure, whatever. And. And then we went, and uh, it was fine. I mean, it was it was kind of an like an odd first date because well, the first part of it because like instead of you know just sitting down somewhere to to have have a drink whatever you're like standing um, in the middle, uh, kind of in the middle of a crowd, people are sort of mingling, and uh, eventually you know you're listening to to speeches and readings and what have you, so. so that so that was a little different, um, and then I think we went like afterwards we went to Barn Dumbo and then I took a cab to a Barn Williamsburg and so kind of like made a night of it, and we're also probably pretty drunk. Um, so <laughs> this is this is a running theme, um, and yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun. Yeah, I
4: think she could uh, she could drink a lot. Like I feel like she was yeah. like. We did a lot of shots and I think she was, I was drunker than she was probably. I can't, I can't, I don't remember, but, uh, I was very impressed.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think we, we did, did shots, but, but they had free cocktails at the, at the reception. So, you know, free cocktails go, go rather quickly. So, yeah.
0: And then what?
1: Then we went to her house. Uh, I read some of her poems. Uh, she played a ukulele at one point. <laughs> I'm
4: so, glad I didn't, I'm so glad I didn't go over. Uh, it vindicates my decision
1: or my confusion.
4: No,
1: it was fine. No, I'm it kidding. was <laughs> it was totally fine.
0: Um, but did you, um, you know, make out and stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, as as one does when going home with
4: somebody. Didn't? Didn't you say her? Am I confusing her with somebody else? But I feel like you, the story was that her
1: apartment smelled strange. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that is that is in fact true.
0: What did it smell like?
1: Uh, I. I feel like it. It was just weird. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I was. I wasn't there.
0: The word I was told was eggs.
4: Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah.
0: Wait. You didn't go back to I, her I apartment.
4: But I remember. I specifically remember you texting me about this, um, and I can't remember. But it was like a. It was like a classic, classic
1: bad smell. Yeah. Uh, it was it was not a great smelling apartment, but but possibly through no fault of her own. Yeah.
2: Likely, yeah.
4: I mean, she generally seemed like a very cool person. I will say, the other per- the the first date lady was also very nice, but much much more boring and less like somebody
1: would actually, you know, want to date. Uh, her being like, I, th- I think you you kind of mentioned this uh, kind of a, a little bit abrasive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, not a terrible way. No, yeah. In a good way. I don't
4: know.
0: As we heard before, Abby and Jen have been on a lot of identical dates. And uh, now we're going to hear the third time that happened. The guys before were B and C. And now we're up to Jen. Guys don't make passes at girls with glasses. Talking about guy A.
2: I'm an A on Okay OkCupid. And... I thought he was really attractive, and he's like he does like audio engineering. and He's like really into music, and so I was just like, this dude's cool. So we met up at um, the Beat Kitchen and had a drink, and then we went to the Hungry Brain, which is no more, and so sad. I thought he was really hot, and I thought he, I and mean, he was my age. I might add because that comes into play later. So we went, we had a really nice time, and like he was, I think he kind of has these you know, standard things that he throws out to impress girls, and it was, like, it was working.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> he what? If he
2: did sound for Aretha Franklin, and-
3: Oh, right, that's story, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, you, you know did? that one. <laughs> and, and who's that guy who was in the movie PCU, George, what? and he has all the dreads and, like, the crazy band. I'm um, really oh, bad at culture references. Um, George Clinton. George Clinton! Yeah. Did he talk to you about the George Clinton show? He might have. Oh, yeah.
2: I don't know. He just released a memoir with a really funny name.
3: <laughs> um,
2: Who, George Clinton? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can't remember right now, otherwise I would tell you. But, um, um, yeah, so we like we had a really nice time, and then um, I was like, well, do you want to come over? <laughs> and so, like, he, we- He came over to your house? He came over to my house, yeah. And, um, that was cool, (laughs)
3: and then, and then, and then he left. So he stayed. He stayed, yes.
2: (laughs) We are adults, and he stayed over. He needed
3: a tiger shoe. (laughs) You know what?
2: (laughs) Um, yeah, and so then, he, he has, like, a really crazy schedule. And so we texted a bit afterwards, but I was, like, I was really interested in, like, hanging out with him again. Um, And we texted back and forth a little bit, and then he kind of just became pretty unavailable. And we kind of made plans, and then they just sort of, I don't know, we just sort of, it's when things just sort of, like, fell apart. Um, And I was just sort of kind of bummed out about it, because that's that's the only, like, legitimate one-night stand I've ever had. Whereas, I mean, I don't usually, I don't usually, like, sleep with dudes on first dates either. And usually it's, like, I don't know.
0: I just was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Abby also met Guy A on OK Cupid. Remember Abby? What's up, hot dog? This section is going to transition into a nice, thoughtful reflection about what all this means.
3: Like, in my memory, when I think back on him, I have a distinct impression that he lied to me about his age. But that's probably, like, maybe kind of a false memory. I, I don't know I just remember being very shocked by his age on our date and not that he was that much younger than me I was 27 and he was 24 but he was within the age range that I had decided was undateable for me because I was in grad school and I was starting to teach and my students were between the ages of 18 and 24 and so 24 just and he had gone to the same school that I was teaching at and I've actually had a nightmare about going to a party and my students are there and so I know that this is just something that emotionally psychologically for me is off limits like no no sleeping with students no any of that I like I want to keep it very professional especially at that time just starting out because I didn't know what the hell I was doing so um, he was 24 and he had just gotten out of college which was just so stinking obvious to me. <laughs> uh, and I just remember being very turned off by him as soon as we got on the date. So I don't know if he had started saying that he was a year or two older or if I just thought he was because he's very charismatic. He has a great personality. He has like an on-point sense of humor but he's not over the top with it like he just can roll along in conversation and he's very very smart so he's he's like you know like um, another coworker and I talked about like this trifecta of, attra- of attractiveness that you <laughs> have to have um, and like it's very rare when people hit all three but the three points are like physical attractiveness um, personality which is also like your sense of humor and your intelligence um as well as your sense of style but uh i think that a has such great personality yeah um and he is physically attractive he's he very it. attractive he knows it and he just like he's a little shit yeah he is <laughs> <laughs> i mean I that's like what i thought of him the entire like, time yeah. i was going out with him like you have little shit like, i felt like a gross teacher-student thing
2: happened. In hindsight, I feel like he's a little shit. But at the time, I was just like, I was, I don't know, I also tend to, I also tend to date jerks and, like, guys that, like, have kind of an asshole quality to them. Mm. You know, they're, like, not nice all the time. Because, <laughs> mm. I don't know, being, like, a badass is attractive. But then I know that that's not... A is not a bad. No no no, 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 Not that he's a badass, but just that, like, he's kind of a jerk.
3: Because <laughs> he kind of, like, yeah. just did, like, the fade out, you know? It's was just, like... Yeah, that's a jerky move. I, thought, I just thought he was a little shit because I just felt so much older than him <laughs> on a lot of levels. I was 27. He was 24. He told me that, like, first thing on our date, we went to some bar and ate popcorn, and I think we got a drink. Um, then we went to see the Lincoln Park... Christmas lights at the zoo and he had a flask of whiskey and we were (laughs) drinking whiskey like among these families (laughs) and I think at some point like I I know what point it was that I started to feel inappropriate It was when we were in the like the gorilla cage or whatever because like gorillas at night are just the saddest thing like they... (laughs) they're in their cage, you know, and they just turn their backs to you and they lay down and their butts are there. (laughs) They just, it's just the saddest thing. They're like, don't look at me. (laughs) I'm going to sleep, you know. And I think I turned to him and I was like, this is making me sad and we're drinking and there are all these kids around. And so we had to go someplace else. I mean, we finished that flask, but (laughs) we had to go someplace else. And I think uh, we were way up north, like, in Lakeview, because I think that's where he lived. And I had no idea where I was. Uh, I hadn't been in Chicago that long. I didn't know the buses very well. It was December. So we went to some other bar close to where he lived and close to where the lady in red was, and that gangster guy got shot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We went to some bar and uh, drank more whiskey, and... I just remember thinking, like, he's too young. I don't like his whole thing that he has going on because, I don't know. (laughs) He just, he was fun and funny, but he just seemed like a little shit to me. And so I remember it was really late. It was cold. I didn't know where I was going, so I, I stayed at his house. And I, like, was getting ready to sleep on the couch. But, like, again, like, his immaturity was showing. And, like, he just had that, like... College like filth, you know what I'm talking like. With his, with his apartment. With his apartment with with the way he dressed, like he was kind of gross, like college gross too. Like his t- gross T-shirts and his jeans that were a little like baggy and all worn. And he's
2: also I, like touring a lot,
3: and he's just like kind of. Well, he dresses, yeah. you know how he dresses, yeah. but I was not into it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looked dirty and. <laughs> Um, he put too much gel in his hair and I was like this is not 2002 dude um, <laughs> and so his hair was dirty because of the gel And you know what I'm talking about like dirty gel hair you <laughs> and, uh, know? His his furniture had like that residual college filth on it just sort of like years of not cleaning and being dirty and he had like the requisite like college kind of apartment that was dirty and probably full of dudes that i didn't even see and so i slept in his bed which was like the sheets were just like threadbare (laughs) and like i i remember that i did not i was not interested in him and i am a person who believes that you can sleep in the same bed with somebody and not have to sleep with them not even have to kiss them um you don't even have to cuddle them you don't have to do anything you can go to sleep and that's what i was trying to do And he just like crouched like on top of me and like next to me, like all (laughs) night was just like ready. And I was like, Junior, (laughs) go home. Oh, wait, (laughs) you're already home. Just leave me alone. Um, But he he kind of wouldn't. And I was really pissed off the next day. He offered me a ride home because he had to work the next morning. Uh, we got in his car. It was full of cans. <laughs> it was full of cans, like soda cans and cigarettes. They like fell out of the door when I opened the door. I just shoveled them from the passenger side into the into the back seat, like the the cloud shoveler on the Care Bears. But it was like cans and cigarettes, you know, like just shoveling them back there. I picked up the ones that fell out and put them in there too. <laughs> and uh we drove and listened to pop punk because that's what we originally connected over um and i made him drop me off at a coffee shop because i didn't want him to know where i lived (laughs) (laughs) um i was like yeah this is kind of in my neighborhood this is good enough (laughs) Uh, and he was like are you sure i can take you home and i said no this is i need some coffee right now so it's totally fine and as soon as he drove away, I ran home. <laughs> I, I slowly walked home. I was ashamed of myself, <laughs> like it was a self walk of sh- like a self shame walk of shame or something. I just remember being really pissed off. And he I, he probably tried to contact me, and I just was not interested. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that I didn't even do that thing. Maybe I did do that thing where you were like, yeah, yeah, let's hang out, but then you never solidify the plans cuz you really don't want to. I don't I don't remember. I just remember knowing that I did not ever want to hang out with him again. Um
2: So you guys disagreed on that guy?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like we had He's my Facebook friend. <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think now I wouldn't I mean I wouldn't be interested in someone like that. But also like I didn't see his apartment. I didn't see his car. You know, I didn't I had a completely different experience. And he is attractive and he's really smooth, so like that's I was blinded by that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean like I don't know, whatever. Shitty dudes. <laughs>
3: yeah. I was just feeling old. I think like my sense of self was changing at the time yeah. and he didn't fit into that sense of self at all. And I thought that he and I could be really great friends, but um, as far as being romantic, I just didn't think it was possible because I wanted somebody who was more grown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like, as far as romantic people, like he didn't have the accoutrement, like the other people had like all of the things that make it seem like a relationship could work because they're sort of like striving to be a cleanly adult. <laughs> Um, And and to just, you know, sort of, like, make it a comfortable environment and, um, you know, they were working towards something and, I don't know, it just, he just didn't match that at all. I mean, he and I could be friends. I could be friends with anybody, but almost anybody, (laughs) not just anybody, but I could be friends with a lot of people because you want your friends to enrich your life and you want them to be a little different than you are and you want them to be funny and you can enjoy lots of different people yeah yeah but like somebody who you're in a relationship with you I don't want to differ from them too much and we have to meet at some point we have to match at some point you know um and if that's not happening you know then it's not gonna work yeah
2: do you guys feel like what you value in each other as friends is something that you're looking for when you're dating in a partner? Yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't know. I need someone and I like we're both in agreement on we make each other laugh like constantly and that's like become a really that's like a really important thing.
3: I just really want somebody who wants to like just say yes, you know, like Mm -hmm. I really, like when I think of like sparking with somebody, I really think of somebody who's like, this is what I have going on with my life and I'm excited about that and I, they're excited about what I have going on in my life and we kinda wanna work together to like help each other and also work together on things that we have in common and that's the only way I see things working out really is if we can both be really enthusiastic about each other um, which is what you can experience in friendship, but like, I'm not going to go home with you every day. <laughs> I mean, we do talk when we're at home. <laughs> I think that like, more than anything, I do look for friendship with guys first and foremost. And I'll only go out with somebody if I really think that we can be friends.
1: The interesting th- thing about about t- Tinder, I thought, is is that um, it's it's really a creature of marketing because... You know, so, so somehow the people over there got this word out that it's like, oh, it's a hookup app. It's a hookup app, which which it's really not, because you know women are women and they're not dumb, and so for mo- most people it's it's actually just just a regular dating app. But so I read that, that in in a sense, uh, just because just because the profiles are so limited, and you know you only have you only have the few pictures and and the little box of text to to fill out, then then the the kind of curation of it becomes like a profile in and of itself and so people kind of pick out cues from like what's in the background of the picture or like what's where it's set or or who they're with and and that kind of like of itself communicates like who they who they are and and that that's also not ineffective just like you know
0: yeah like i travel here's a photo yeah. of me at the top of a waterfall i like the outdoors here i am in a canoe
1: right or you know i'm at an art museum or i'm taking a, Selfie in a shitty car
0: So you guys both eventually found girlfriends through online dating What made them what what made her different? (laughs) (laughs) Like is she just like more beautiful than any other girl you've ever met Like is she like the best at sex you've ever known? She just like super smart. Like everything she says, just like blows you away. And is she like funnier than you?
4: Yeah, the
1: last one is definitely true. Yeah, uh, I, Jerry's out on all the other ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain that, that that my girlfriend is in fact smarter uh, than me, possibly funnier as well.
0: But like, what made it break from the usual like routine of? do you have any brothers and sisters let's get drunk and go home together like what made her stand out
1: I don't know because because that was actually what the first date was but I I think over time it was it was sort of more like oh this is actually a thing so
0: um
4: I was on your radio show so I feel like after that I just kind of felt kind of like locked in (laughs) didn't really know how to get out of it and uh, here I am
0: because <laughs> you know that if you break up with me I'll ruin you so yeah I'm, that's fun
4: I'm terrified of what happens god forbid if this ever ends <laughs> hopefully hopefully you've moved on from podcasts and have taken a vow of silence or something by that point and I'm just a nun
0: <laughs> for episode number 75 it's the Mike sucks and I'll hate him forever show <laughs>
3: Like, it's weird because I've gone out with some other guys recently, and I've seen their ex-girlfriends, and again, like, the brown hair, the bangs, the brown, the big brown eyes, and like, the sense of style, like, it's all there, like, they're, I am a type, you know? Like, Jen and I are a type of girl, and there are a lot of them, apparently, in Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I look at their ex-girlfriends, and I'm like, you're a badass. <laughs> like, we should probably be friends. Like, I don't know so much about this guy. Even though I watch, like, I have watched <laughs> dating shows since high school. Like, and my favorite one was, I don't know if you ever watched WGN back in the day, but they had that one called The Fifth Wheel. <laughs> it was on after the news at noon. Um, and there were, and it's like, I've seen that. Four girls and one guy, and it's always four girls and one guy, I think. And they're, like, competing for this dude, and they're wearing slutty outfits, and they always hang out in a hot tub, and they're drinking a lot, (laughs) and it's super sleazy. And it was in 2003. I remember this very clearly. Um, (laughs) Like, the girls actually hated the guy so much that the two finalist girls were like, fuck it, let's go get a drink together. And they just took off into the sunset and left the guy. He didn't even get to make his choice. They didn't even want to hear it, you know? And I guess, like, it might be a common fiction plot. I don't know. I think it kind of is in, like, a Julia Roberts kind of way. But I think um, it's a plot that I really like because I think it's viable, you know, to, to how I want to be as a person. Like, I don't want to be like condescending to other girls and jealous, you know, um, I, I just want to appreciate people. And I think that friendships are going to take you pretty far. Even if you don't have a romantic relationship, you're going to learn about yourself through friendships too. So true.
0: All right. That's it for the show. Thank you to my interviewer, Maya Goldberg-Safir in Chicago. She did a great job and you can actually hear her project Babysitter Dispatch on display at thirdcoastfestival.org. And it's also on the ReSound podcast this week. I love that show, subscribe. Thank you to my intern Erin Hopkins as always. And special thanks also to Holly Wood for offering your questions in this episode. You can hear Holly on this week's Not All Women podcast. Just subscribe to the Not All Women podcast. And she kind of took over this episode and interviewed a woman about women and technology. Thank you all for supporting Yoy. I have some exciting projects in the works and your support will make them possible. Thank you and have a great week.